You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about two longtime friends who have informative yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron. That did. No, I'm sorry, recording. It's already recording. Every week it's, we do this. <laughs> every week. It's like I'm a, a goldfish. Every week is the first time I've ever done this. <laughs> You're like Dora. What was that? <laughs> yeah, Dory. That's right. Just Dora. No memory. None. <laughs> You're like, what's this button here, kids? Um, oh, so I don't know if I'm beating you in something, but my temperature of my house is 61 degrees. I am so jealous. What, like that what is, is Jillian, What is it up to right now for you? We we have started, we are at the phase of our relationship where we're at the um, warring over the thermostat uh, part <laughs> now, those episodes. So I got up, she was up before me this morning. I got up this morning and, um, you know, we have two stories and it doesn't really get warm upstairs, but I come downstairs and it's like I'm walking into a furnace. <laughs> And I'm just like, what the hell? And so I go to the thermostat and she has it turned up to 74. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah. So I go, or 73 or something like that. So I go, let me turn this thing down. So I turn it because it was, I think it said the internal temperature was 72. So it was going to keep growing until it got to 73 or 74. So I turned it down to like 70. So it would go off immediately. Right. And then I'm like... I don't want to be indoors and feel like it's July 13th, right? <laughs> Where you're wearing tank tops and shit. And then you go out to get your mail. You're like, Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm okay. Like, I'm in a in a hoodie right now. I'm okay with having a hoodie on. Now, you know, if I was like you, and I would ha- also, if I was alone like you in my house, like you are right now, I would like... I would be perfectly content to be 61, 62, 63. Like, I have three just... pairs of socks on and a two. And a... <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> my parent, my mom and my brother and my sister are coming over tomorrow. And I know damn well my mom's going to be like, are you going to turn your heat on? <laughs> was, she, was she just turning on? Does she know where the thermostat is? Because if no. she does, she'll just turn it on. No, and then she'll... I told her, I said, listen, at night when it's really cold, I put my blanket in the dryer for like 10 minutes and then I jump into bed with my blanket. And before you know it, I'm hot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, are you okay? Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of the holiday, yeah, you just heard who's coming over to my house. Are you hosting Thanksgiving this year? I am. So it's going to be, um, not a large gathering, but my uncle's, uh, my uncle's wife, um, perhaps my brother and uh, his wife, and just Ellie and I, and then Leah, you know, she goes to her grandparents, and sure, and um, so she won't be here, and so Ellie is really excited to cook and prepare a whole Thanksgiving meal, and so, so we spent all week, like, um, buying flowers, and Things to put on the table and dishes and serving things. And I'm like, you know, this is just my family going for dinner. I got some plates up in here. She's like, oh, no, you know, we got to have the stuff matching. And, you know, because I've had, you know, I've had some dishes through the years that they may not match, but they serve the purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Said the bachelor. Yes. (laughs) Right. So she wants, you know, all this stuff to be well. And so she started like, cooking and things um, yesterday, like getting some things together. And we finished shopping just today, as a matter of fact, just today. And so we're going to be cooking some stuff today and tomorrow. And we even, because, you know, I have this fire pit in my backyard. We got some stuff we plan on being in the in the backyard and stuff like that, too. So we're going to just do a whole little thing. That sounds really nice. And the weather. Hey, listen, I know you like it raining, but I tell you, this is such the perfect time because it's about 65 degrees during the day it gets of course cools down at night it gets down to like 39 40 degrees um 
it's ideal. And it's really nice because you can sit out in the sun and still feel like the warmth of it. Isn't it uh, amazing? Yeah. And wear a sweatshirt or a sweater and not feel hot, but feel warm by the sun. It's it's quite interesting. I was checking tomorrow's temperature here in Sacramento. It's supposed to be 68. I mean, we can't go wrong. <laughs> I mean, we pay to live here. <laughs> we do. We do. And you know what I was telling her? Because she's from New York, right? And so New York has this unpredictable weather. And, you know, it's just that East Coast kind of weather. And I was like, you know, one good thing about in, in many parts of California, not every part, but many parts, most parts of California, you don't really have to, we don't really have to think about the weather before we go out, right? Yep. I mean, maybe we say, oh, you know, it's the evening, so I'm going to need a jacket or, you know, a sweater or something. And every now and then, you know, of course, it may rain, you know, it's sort of rare, but it does rain. But most of the time, you just get up and leave the house. Just not even have to worry about it. Not even have to remember, you know, your rain boots or an umbrella right. or a shovel, like something <laughs> to clean your car off with. Or oh, those little scalpels that people use yes. in the store to clean the their scrapers. windshields. The scraper <laughs> the things. Scrapers. Like, I mean, crazy stuff. We're just like, uh, it'll be, it's 68 on Thanksgiving. 68 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> While you're shoveling your driveway and... Or, I mean, yeah, it's the ice scrapers or keeping your gas tank at a certain level oh. so the gas doesn't freeze. Like, we are, I, I'm not right. mad at it. I'm I not mad it. at it. You know, people I'm have to, uh, you know that stuff they do where they have to, um, uh, they have to uh, wrap their pipes and stuff like that because they'll freeze, you know, like your your yes. your, your, your outdoor pipes or you got to yep. cover your plants or flowers, all yep. that kind of stuff. Turn off all your outside, like your your um, hoses, so that that doesn't freeze up. Yes, that's what I mean. All that, just like what you're doing, what? Listen, I have to change my vents in my house. That's enough. That's enough. I want <laughs> my filters, my air filters, and my and my heater, like the little <laughs> yeah, those little filter things. Like that's hard. That's that takes me one and a half minutes, and I'm like, oh my god, oh, I gotta do this. Owning a house is a bitch. <laughs> I take the little, I take the little cover off. I have to take open the little filter thing through that little plastic. That's annoying. <laughs> and then I have to every time I look at it, like does it go upside or yeah. right side up or something? Like how does it go? <laughs> I stick it in, I cover it. I'm like, oh my god, this damn filter again. <laughs> god damn! Every three months comes fast. Meanwhile, people in the Midwest <laughs> are breezy. <laughs> And so to our, our Midwest listeners, too bad. <laughs> better, and better, please don't move here. And please don't oh, move here. Better you than us. So yeah. look, this is an entirely separate subject. Now it's like going way out there. But I listened, I listened to a podcast. Mm. And you know how there's all these murder podcasts. Yes. And there was one, and I'll try to remember the name. And it's a very short story. You know, you sometimes they're like an hour, two hours, whatever. This one was just 30 something minutes. And it's one of the most gruesome ones I've ever heard. Wow. And this guy, and I don't I don't even remember the state. I don't remember all the details because I'm trying to like erase it from my brain. But a guy decides it's always a guy kills some lady. Like that's that's the premise, right? Yeah. But in this podcast, he had um, some skills in, I guess, like animal taxidermy or um, veterinary, veterinarian or something like that, right? And his little deal was he wanted to, like at Hannibal Lecter, like those kind of people, he didn't want to eat people, but he wanted to wear the skin. Oh. And, and so he killed this lady, um, um, young lady, like 20, 21 years old. And he meticulously separated her skin from her body. Oh, my. Why she was alive? While she was alive. Oh. So she died. Yeah, she died at that process so he could wear the skin. And um, he was eventually caught. Um, but the way it was found out what happened was, it's always, it's always something like this. Some fishermen... So <laughs> I don't fish. So fishermen fished um basically her discarded her discarded skin. Oh my 
God. Yeah, yeah. Her, yeah, her, it was her whole her whole body. So it was just an empty shell, skin shell. So what is who's talking? Who's running the podcast? It's this. It's this lady. Um, what is this? I'm gonna look it up. I, I just stumbled upon this podcast. It's this lady, and she's called. Her name is uh, Haley Elizabeth, which is a real interesting name. And so, well, that's her podcast. I don't know if it's a real name, but I'm trying to I'm trying to find the podcast if I could find it. Uh, Haley Elizabeth or something like that. It's called. Oh, it's called. It's called Behind You. That's all it's called. It's just called Behind You. And and this this happened in Poland uh, back in the '90s. And he just he wanted to. His story was he wanted to become this lady, so he he literally stole her skin. <sighs> And it took 20 years, but they did find a guy, you know, put him in prison, all this stuff. But yeah, so because you know, every now and then, every now and then I'll go searching for like random podcasts to just see what people are talking about, right? And because there's all there's the big ones, the big crime ones, and movie and TV and entertainment and you know, gossip and celebrity stuff. But sometimes you know, I'll go looking for like murder podcasts or that are maybe they're not that popular or to me. Or they're just unknown to me. And I'll just listen to a random story, like not even subscribe, just like pick one. Man, I regret picking that. <laughs> I mean, the fuck? <laughs> I, you know, one of, so a mutual friend of ours, so Margaret, her husband, Mike, he sent me, because you mentioned this, it reminded me of it. He sent me a, a, a picture. So it was a, it was a, you know, print screen of some numbers and the numbers were rated like it went from 60, 3,200 to US was 3,200. England was 166. South Africa was 117. Canada was 106. Italy, 97. Japan, 95. Germany, 85. Australia, 81. India, 80. And then Russia, 73. And he said, What do you, can you guess what these numbers are? Ooh, and I was like, good. I have no idea. Um, he said, that is the all-time total count of serial killers per country. Oh, are you kidding? What? So we have uh, the U.S. by, I mean, 3,200. The next oh. closest country was England at 166. Oh, my God. Why do we breathe so many serial killers? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, <laughs> legitimately thinking about that like that's a big number so for you saying in poland to hear that right because poland's, right. poland's not even on this list that uh, is crazy like we, wonder, we out, we're way like we're number one by a lot by a lot i mean you, what is that as a percentage like three thousand percent higher than the next yeah, person that's 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 insane so we have a lot of podcasts that talk about and you know Dateline, uh, CNBC, you have all these shows that talk about murder. And you think, you, I don't know if you've ever watched, did you watch Mindhunter? If you haven't. I've never watched that. Okay. It's two episodes. It's not coming back. It's on or two, two seasons. And it's on Netflix. And it was oh. legitimately so fucking good. Mindhunter. Wait, was the stories just uh, one hour stories about, about murder kind of stuff? No, it was like an FBI agent. And a psychologist that sort of pinned, and I, I don't know if it's factual or not, but they they trademarked or taught gave the name serial killers because they were okay. talking to these men that had murdered multiple women and trying to figure out why they did it. So it is a really like we always talk about TV and that really an amazing, right. amazing, intelligent show to watch about the mind hunters was reflection of how we got into the minds of serial killers. Really, really uh, good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Really, really good. So, um so okay, I'm I'm taking a note of that because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to watch some of that. Um speaking of um murders and podcasts, so like you were saying. We have so many murders, so we have a lot of podcasts, right? So there, there, there is an endless number of murder podcasts that just tells the stories. A murder, sometimes you run across the same story being told by different people, but generally speaking, there's so much mayhem in this country that there are literally hundreds, maybe thousands of podcasts <laughs> that just tell these stories. And speaking of Dateline, 
I realized something about Dateline uh, about a month or so ago. And that is Dateline has been on so long that they will now do stories like they'll say, here's a Dateline vault. And they'll go back to like, you know, the 80s or 90s or something when they did some story. And they'll go, here's an update. We're talking to this murderer. Now he's out of prison. Like, like <laughs> they've been on so long that people are getting out of prison. <laughs> I don't like that. It is the craziest thing. Like, oh, they got 22 years, 25 years, 30 years. Oh, here they are, right, right back on Dateline. <laughs> I mean, you're right. It's been a long they they'll it's a lot of Barbara Walters stuff, wasn't that? Or is she 2020? I think she yeah, was 2020. Yeah, Barbara Walters was yeah, I think she was originally maybe ABC News Tonight. Yeah, and something like that. She went to 2020 or something like that. Yeah, um, that was because you know they'll show shows with her being the host, and you know she's yes. R.I.P. Barbara Walters. But um, it's funny how that still comes up. Yes. Um. So speaking of what what you're watching, what else are, are you watching these days? Um. Okay. Well, I am watching our friend Margaret. There used to be this show on Stars called um, Power, and it was about drug oh, dealers yeah. and. You know, there was a couple, there was, there was a kid on there, the main character's son, and I'll tell you, he was the worst actor I've ever seen. And apparently <laughs> a couple, a couple spinoffs came from that show called Power, and one of them being The Force, uh. which is Tommy Egan, who was on Power, who has his own show. So Margaret said, you know, give this one a shot. Um, and it's good. Like, I'm like, I'm into it. I'm, I think I, there's two seasons. I think I have two episodes left of the second season. So I'll finish that. I'll finish that tonight. Um, it's okay. good. It's very, it's a little violent, which I like, but it's not violent, okay. like gangs of New York violent, but it's good. Okay. Um, I'm watching and loving. I cannot get enough of, I cannot get enough of um, lessons in chemistry. It is. Oh, Brie Larson. Oh my God, sir. It's so good. It's heartfelt. It is intelligent. It is um, set in the 50s with a woman chemist and she meets a man and she, you know, of course, in the 50s, a woman chemist wasn't heard of. So she finds a little bit of her groove in bake uh, cooking and using science to create these amazing like recipes and stuff. But there's a, there's so many stories within this. It, it's, it is so good. I, I can't wait to watch this week's episode which launched launched last night so i'm gonna watch that um the other show i am watching is upload i finished upload season oh. three. Oh, so good it's is so it, oh, corny, okay it's so I, i'm about I'm about halfway through season three so i'll probably finish it um probably tomorrow saturday it's really yeah, good uh, it's really good i just love the concept of it it's it's almost like one of those things where they upload your consciousness it's almost the thought I wish it could be like that. I wish that would right. be something when I die, I could upload my consciousness to this like fake world that I can live in and people can come visit me and see me. It's just, you wish that it's one of those things you wish could, could be true. Um, and then of course I watched the selling sunset reunion. Yes. And let me just say that host is awful. <laughs> <laughs> the host is so when you watch Andy Cohen do all the Real Housewives reunions, and then you see this, like I don't even know who this guy is. He's and the guy who does the style, the clothing style from um the other Netflix show, Queer Eye for the Straight Guys. He or, does. That's oh, him. I've never seen him. Okay, he's yeah. awful. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> he he's not a good reunion host at all like no tough challenging questions right. no holding people accountable chelsea not wanting to take a lie detector now brie came out a little bit ahead but you know chelsea brought like uh Chrisell brought it like she mm. always does so the styles were pretty good her dress was phenomenal i'll tell you Chrisell's it was pretty dress ooh, that it was, was pretty she has i don't know if she has a stylist or whatever but yeah. she has great style for herself 100%. And it was really good. And now, you know, when all these shows come out and they start to get really popular, you see people find all of their pictures from, you know, before they had some surgeries. Yes. I'm putting air quotes up, but uh, yes. so they come out of the woodwork, like look at our stars beforehand and look at them now. And 
some of them had some work done. I mean, Brie is unrecognizable when she was prior. Oh, she does. Face. She has a whole new face. Whole new face. I don't right. even. Completely I would have never said. Now. Yeah, I would have never said that's you. Like, I yes. know. And and you know, I don't want this to sound the wrong way. She was really cute. Yeah. Like she like was. her her former self is really cute, and not that she's not pretty now. The new face is the very common face. Yes. Right. In, in the Hollywood influencer reality show world, it's a very common face. Yeah, it was good. I mean, good reunion. I would have expected a little more, but um, because I don't like that host doing it. it just yeah, it wasn't cool. messy enough. It wasn't. I mean, for enough. all the mess they had this past season, they I mean, they covered a little bit, but they didn't really dig in. He, the host didn't really drive it to dig in. At all. It was it was it was terrible. So, um, but I still watch it. Like, don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. I mean, I did not not watch it, and I would I'll watch it again if you know if it came out if they did another one. I'd still watch it. I would just bitch about him as a host. Right. <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> what about you? What's going? On? What are you watching? So I am watching um, on on Apple. Uh, you're talking lessons in chemistry. I haven't started there yet. I'm watching Bass Reeves Lawman. What the fuck? Yes. And so is that like um Texas Ranger Walker or whatever that very is? Very similar. <laughs> and it's and it's um it is uh it's an apple, so it's well done. It's season one. I think there's probably uh maybe just now four episodes out or something. And what's remarkable about it is it's it it's this it's this um what did they call him back then? Um, a U.S. Marshal. Okay. And it's set in the 1800s, like probably 1870s or something like that. And Bass Reeves is a real person. So it's based on his story, his life oh. story. And Bass Reeves is the life story that the popular hero that we all know story is based on. You know who that is? No. The Lone Ranger. What? <laughs> yeah, so the Lone Ranger, and because it's me, because it's America, Bass Reeves is black. So the Lone Ranger's stories are based on the life. He has an incredible life story, just absolutely incredible. And so the Lone Ranger stories are based on him. And so wow. so Apple um, made a series based on it. And so you get to see the, le- the legend of the Lone Ranger. You get to see all these events that he... Uh, or the parts of his life that end up being serialized and turned into a Lone Ranger stories, you get to see like what happens. So it's it's really good. It's really well done. And I'm not really a big Western kind of guy, um, but it's anyway. It's very good. So Bass Reeves, Lawman Bass Reeves, or something like that. It's on Apple TV. Um, I'm midway through upload, like you said, and um i also from a movie standpoint we just saw the new hunger games movie oh yes, yes. it's called uh, hunger games the um uh, songbirds and snakes or something so if you ever watched the hunger games movies uh, the three movies with jennifer lawrence and yes and them, well this is uh, the lady who wrote those she wrote a prequel to those that set um, I think it's about 60 years before. It's oh. 10 years, 10 years after the big war. Right. And and it is only the 10th Hunger Games. And in the the ones with Katniss and Jennifer Lawrence, it was like the 70th Hunger Games. So it's way back in the past. And you get to see the president Snow is basically his origin story. Wow. Yeah, so he's a teenager. Okay. And, you know, at the Capitol. And, the, and it's nowhere as extravagant as it was because it's just 10 years after the big war. They do have the districts, but everything is a lot more fluid and ugly. And it's only the 10th Hunger Games. And so you get to see how a lot of how it how it moved into the direction of what we saw in the Katniss versions, which is 60 years later. And it's really, it's really well done. Like it's really well done. And um, it's, it's, I think it's just a single movie. Like, I don't think it's a trilogy or anything like that. It is just, here's a movie to give you some more of this world and what happened 60 years before. So, but it's, it's, it's very good. 
And then on on Netflix, let me look up the name of this. Um, I just watched a show on Netflix. Uh, you know, I, I'll be watching my uh, cartoons yeah. on Netflix. And so there's a new one out and I just finished it. It's called Blue Eye Samurai. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I make you laugh. Yeah, you <laughs> it's so good though. So it's 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 just one season and it's set in uh Japan in the I think it's the 1600s and Japan um at that time decided to close their borders. Like they didn't want any foreigners in their country because they had had some problems. So they shut things down and you know, the, the different little regions of Japan, um, sort of like we have governors, they were run by these shoguns, so the, the shogunate. They were like in charge of things. And so because they had shut their borders to the outside world, they didn't want um, everyone who may have been a mixed race was looked down upon. So we have this samurai who's mixed. So that's why it's called Blue-Eyed Samurai. And you get to follow this story and these these samurai anime cartoons are extremely violent. They're like video game violent, and so, but it's really really well done. And 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 all the actors are famous actors. Like one of the main villains is I think it's Kenneth Branagh. Like he's the main villain voice, and um, everybody else is like a famous Asian actor, either in America or Japan. And anyway, it's it's very well done. Okay. And then I think I think your nephews were like that one. Like it's just it's really good. And then Netflix also finally got um, the latest uh, um, uh, Spider-Man cartoon or animation. I don't call them cartoons anymore because people try to be fancy. But animation is into the Spider Verse is part two. It is so good. It's so good. So it's two parts, and it's a story of Miles Morales, who's an alternate version. Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse, because Spider-Verse has multiple universes. And so the first one you can get to see sort of like the origin story and meet, you know, meeting Peter Parker and all this kind of stuff. And then this next one is the expansion of that whole story. And it's it's just it's fantastic. And these 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 versions of Spider-Man, they have the they're the highest rated on all the rating services for all the Marvel cartoons and movies and everything. These these things right here, they're, they're that good. Wow. Okay. Okay. Because you, that's, is that where you went yesterday was to see the Hunger Games movie? Yes. Yes. See the ah. Hunger Games. It is like it, it, I didn't, I didn't think it would be very good. Like I thought it'd be okay, but it's a lot better than I anticipated it being. A lot better. And you get to see this guy snow because he's only like 17 or 18. So you he's get the to white see, guy, right? Like the yeah. white pale guy. That's why his name is Snow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he, he, he was played by that really weird, really great actor um donald sutherland oh he played yes. him in the movies he played him in the movies you get to see you get to see him um as he developed all his different little habits and things we saw in the series all those little things that happened around him and how you know he became to be himself and you know and some people were saying oh you know they're gonna make you like a villain but let me tell you this guy, you never like this guy. Like he is like treacherous from day one, but he he hides it. He hides it. But um, but if you know if you know what you're looking at, like this guy becomes like a terrorist. Yeah, but it's 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 really good. It's really good. I, so, have yeah. you have you seen or heard of the show Class of 07? I've never heard of that. Where, where is this? So it's on Amazon Prime. The reason why I ask, I thought maybe if you were watching it, is anybody that you search online that likes to share the shows that you're watching, you know, that are on, but you're not watching and you should type of thing. Class 07 is like an uh, apocalyptic tidal wave that hits during a 10 year high school reunion of an all oh, high school. I, oh, I saw, I haven't seen it, but I saw that on it. Is that what happens? Yeah. And the, they they must find a way to survive on the, on the Island peak of their high school campus. So, awesome. I, so I've heard like nonstop goodness about it. So I was trying to find somebody that watched it. So if any of our audience members have watched it, please let me know if I should add this to my, if I should add this to my watch list. The other one I want to know if I should add, add to my watch list is drops of God. 
That I've is heard, on heard of that. Apple TV, and that is a French and I think Chinese subtitle. But they said, do not deter away that it's subtitled. And so for anybody listening, any of our listeners, if you have watched either of those shows, Class of 07 and or Drops of God, and think that we should watch that, please let us know on any of our social feeds. And Drops of God is on Apple? That's on Apple TV. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I, okay. Good. I, I haven't heard it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look that up. I got one more that I just started watching. That's really good. I've only watched one episode, but it's on Hulu. It's called A Murder at the End of the World. Oh. So it's a it's a series. It's a brand new series, and uh, the premise is um, that um, some wealthy guy, sort of like a Steve Jobs, or maybe like a crazy wealthy guy like Elon Musk or something, invites these people. Uh, with very uh, specific skills uh, around technology or science or just what, you know, something that they have to, um, he has, they don't call it a compound, but it's a compound, like in, in Antarctica or something like that. And, you know, they don't, they all don't know each other. They know of him and they're all there together. And then there's a murder. And so now- Right. And so you're following the point of view of this one lady who is, she's sort of a hacker, but not really a hacker. She sort of just got involved in like some just online conspiracies and just trying to track things down, but she gets invited there as well. And so now, you know, that's the premise. So you follow through her point of view to get to this extremely wealthy man's estate and meet these other people and now try to figure out what happened. So mm-hmm. it's on Hulu in the first episode. I only watched one episode and it's about an hour, but it's, it's very good. So I, I'm hooked in. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yep. Cause that's, that's on, that's, that's on, Hulu. on Hulu. Okay. The yeah. other one on Hulu, have you seen, which might be another one that I need to know black cake. Oh, I've been hearing so much about that. I haven't watched it, but it's on my, it's on my watch list after this and people seem to love it. Okay, so maybe I need to know if that's another one. So we have three shows that should we add these to our watch list or should we kick it to the curb? I guess that would be the question. (laughs) So that would be for our audience because, you know, we take a we take a few moments to talk about this really great stuff, this fun stuff that's happening with us. And then we also have to remember that, you know, there is our world is slowly falling apart um, from the Conga to Syria to um, Israel and Palestine. And we are still in a place, sir, that becomes really frustrating when folk that don't know enough blame our president or blame the United States for funding a war. Like the, people are saying that United States is responsible for the children dying in Gaza. Oh, I hate to hear that. Yeah, that's terrible. What that's a terrible. what a phrase to say and to put that to. And that's our own Americans putting that on. Yeah, there, right? you know, like, and you know what's interesting about that, sir. That it's also very targeted. So you never hear, uh, or what you just said is, is what you hear. Oh, um, um, President Biden is uh, killing kids in Gaza. You go, okay, well, that's a that's a really big statement. And you'll see, oh, there's protests at Democratic events. So whether it's um, um, they, you know, these. these politicians hold town halls or something and it'll be a protest at at um an event or something but all the protests are only at black democrats and jewish democrats right they're not protesting just your random white democrat and they're not protesting any republicans and and it just it, it makes me it makes me just step back and go why is it that some of our own citizens believe that the president and Democratic Party run the world. Because if they did, if they did run the world, we wouldn't have any problems with people voting. Nope. Right? We would have more and better and stronger unions. We would have wealthy people being taxed at a at a fair rate. You know, if they did run the world. And obviously they don't. But then, you know, on the other hand, you hear you hear people say, uh, president Biden is too old. He's senile. He can't be president. And then the next breath they'll say, but he's 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 running he's running all these wars around the world. 
Like, which is it? <laughs> God, that's good. Like, he can't be that. He can't be that docile and weak if he's running. <laughs> like, holy moly! Because I was looking at this. I was reading about this. This. Um. This truce, right? Yeah. Um. Um. That four hours or something or four days. Yeah. Yeah. And. And I was reading the detail of how this came about. And you and I were talking about this, that that diplomacy happens away from the cameras, right? And away from social media. That is, it happened. It's the grind. It's the grunt work, right? It's just, you're in the bio. It's like, you know, different when, when we were, it is different. But when we were working together in, in corporate America, that the work to be productive isn't when you're out cheerleading your your employees and coworkers to do a good job. It's when you're in a meeting, designing things and working out how to how to move forward, what to do, and putting plans in place. And then the cheerleading is the fun part. And in too often in, in the media in West in Western countries, we think the cheerleading is the work, and that's not the work. The work happens way before that. Is or if you if I give a sports metaphor, it's the practice. Where you where you work things out, not in the game, right? And so and so, reading through this this truce, you know, um, it said that uh, for the last month, President Biden has been working, uh, and um, uh, the secretary, um, um, secretary, not the foreign secretary, I couldn't think of his name, Bilkin is his name, and and the vice president, and they've been working the diplomatic channels to get this done. And, but this is how sensitive it is. So the United States and President Biden through various phone calls with um, that asshole Netanyahu trying to get him to agree, right? And then and then working with, with um, Hamas, where the U.S. can't work directly with the Hamas leaders, right? Because they're an enemy of the United States, they're a terrorist group. But then you have to talk in order to get things done. So it's been it's been the leaders of what we call Qatar, but now I guess the name has changed a little bit to the pronunciation to Qatar, right? Okay. Well, the leaders of that country have been working with Hamas. So that's the go-between, right? Because you got to talk some somebody's got to do some talking. So and Qatar isn't uh an at-war enemy of Israel. Right. So now you got these different parties coming together saying, OK, how can we work this out? What can we do? And it's just like in the negotiation. They've been negotiating back and forth. Israel has been saying release the hostages because there's still hostages from 40 different nations there. And and uh, Hamas has been saying release Palestinian and Hamas prisoners that you have. And so they've been going back and forth and not only release prisoners, don't bomb, allow time and space for people to leave. And the Israel's been saying, no, we don't want to do this. We don't want to do this. And Hamas is saying, we want that. It's just a negotiation, right? You just say, I want this. The other person says, no. And the other person says, I want this. And you say, no. So they've been going back and forth for a month. And finally, and, and, and actually this should help people understand how this has to happen. So finally, they got a place where they said, okay, we think we've reached an agreement, right? So then you got the leaders saying, you think you reached an agreement. Now, you know who didn't have a say in this? Um, who didn't have a say in this is the American Congress, is the American Senate. None of those people have any say in it. So all those talking heads, right, going to news shows all the time talking about what should or should not happen. None of them have a say in it because it's not an American war. That's why. So even when Netanyahu, even when he said, okay, I will agree, even he couldn't make the call. It had to go to his version of the Senate. The Knesset is called. They had to then look at the data, look at the agreement and say yes or no. And the first three passes, they were saying no, right? And Hamas, their leadership was saying no. So it was going back and forth. And finally, and President Biden was pushing Netanyahu and, and Qatar was pushing Hamas to get that shit done. And they finally, they finally reached an agreement, right? And then they, they finally announced it. And even in that agreement, you still have to have it executed. Because then you say, okay, well, how exactly will this happen? So will the, 
will the generals in Israel actually stop firing? Because they had to get their approval too. You had to get their the, the generals' approvals. You had to get their version of Congress and the Senate. You know, their coalition governments had to approve. All those people had to approve. And who didn't have to approve was Fox News, right? CNN didn't have to approve. Congress didn't have to approve. The Senate didn't have to approve. All those loudmouth people that's always on the news over here saying what should and shouldn't happen. None of them have any say so because it's not an American war. And the U.S. was just pushing because we have hostages there. I think there's something like 10 Americans there. So the oh, U.S. Yeah. has an interest there saying we want these people to go and we want women and children to go and these people from 40 other goddamn nations. So the U.S. was representing all these other nations. But we were just like those other nations. We're just asking that it could be done. Like we couldn't just make it happen. And sometimes when you're when you're negotiating, you know, you go silent, right? So that's why you you just didn't see a lot of talk coming from the president or vice president or our foreign um, di di diplomatic court. You just didn't hear it because they're in intense negotiations. But unfortunately, in um, particularly in American media, that where there isn't detail and data. You know, that that vacuum, American media will fill the vacuum with garbage. Right. We we just fill it with garbage. And you have you have idiots like Sean King saying he's negotiating. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And I like how the president put out the negotiation and how I, he put a little pressure on everybody. And he said, I don't see I don't think Sean King's name. <laughs> John King they that out there. And you know what? And and when it got close and 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 the Israeli government people were waffling, um finally President Biden said, This is the final offer. Right. Qatar came back and said, this is, you know, as far as, it, you know, anyone will agree. And that President Biden had to say, this is the final offer. And at some point you have to you have to negotiate in good faith that no one gets everything they want. Right. It, that's the whole idea of negotiation. And so hopefully, you know, hopefully. It sticks and. You know, you can you can even get back to a point of where it was, right, where it was just an agreed upon ceasefire that had been in place for years. Yes. Like you, at least you can get to that. Like you can get to that. You can worry about any next steps, like a, a two state solution, as it's called, like a state for Palestinians where they're safe, where they can uh, form a government that doesn't include Hamas, that they can, you know, have dignity and respect and begin trade with other nations and build up a society like that's what you want and then israel can say well and then we're safe we're not getting missiles rained upon us either because even when they're negotiating israel's raining missiles on, on on gaza and hamas is raining missiles on israel like that hasn't stopped so you have to you have to reach a point when you say we don't you what's that old saying you can't stop good for great like yep. You're not going to have a two-state solution today, but you can at least say we're not going to bomb, we're not going to be shooting missiles at each other, and we're going to give people an opportunity to leave, and we're going to give opportunity for more medical supplies, more you know, water, electricity, food, and safety for these regular people like you and me that's sitting in Palestine getting bombed all day every day bombed. with no food, no water. Yes. And then was told like, I, I, and this could be, you know, when you get on, you receive some information, you have, you have to store, you have to start peeling back the layers, like even Israel, and this could be propaganda. Israel claimed that the rainwater that was coming down was Israel's. Like, I don't know if you heard that as part of the propaganda, but Israel claimed any rainwater that falls in Palestine is, is Israel's water. Have you, did you hear that from <laughs> Like, just, what are we dealing with? <laughs> but, I you just, know, it's funny because we've said this on our last, we've said this on a few podcasts. Like, we have our own internal wars within the United States, right? I mean, 60, what is that, 3,200 serial killers of all yes. time. We had, you know, the most incarcerated um, Black men or just people in prisons yes. for profit, prisons for profit. We have... Um, 30,000 shootings due to gun violence. We have the most mass shootings. Like we have the most highest 
mortality rate for black women giving birth. Like the list yeah. could go on. And now I think it was, I want to say what fucked up city that was in the South that just put that law into place, the decision that could, um, like the Voting Rights Act. Yes, yeah, they, 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 oh, I think it was, I want to say it's Mississippi. Um, and it basically, it went through the um, appeals court that basically says you don't have a right uh, individuals don't have a right to sue that their right, their voting rights were violated or something like that. Um, that only the state can do it. And and this is a direct hit against um when it says the the 14th Amendment. I could be wrong. I'll, I'll check and make sure I put it in the show notes that that if I'm a lawyer, right, I'm a say I'm a vote a civil rights lawyer or a voting rights lawyer or something like that. And you come to me and say, um, I was disenfranchised and I wasn't able to vote. You know, they turned me away. They said my 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 signature didn't match or um, my address didn't match or they took me off the voting rolls without my knowledge. And now they're making me reapply. But they said, I can't reapply for this election. Like all these little just just bullshit shenanigans. Right. The the court, the appeals court is saying that I, as an attorney, cannot file this lawsuit on your behalf. You, you have to do something yourself or you have to complain to the state and the state attorneys general has to has to launch that lawsuit. And so you say, well, why? Well, why is that bad? Well, that's bad because um, in every southern state, in every single not Southern, every single conservative state, the attorney general is Republican and will not, uh, because they will not file that lawsuit in your behalf because they believe that, that how they do voting is correct. And so, and you go, well, what, why would they do that? Well, there's man, there's a lawyer named Mark Ellis and Mark Ellis is, has filed um, voting rights lawsuits in almost every every conservative state and in some um, in some progressive or democratic led states that have conservative areas. So, say like in this area would be like uh, Placer County or farmland territory, right? And every lawsuit he has filed, he has won. Everyone and all his lawsuits are just about making sure people can exercise their constitutional right and vote. And that you can't create rules, laws, poll taxes, and all these other blockades to people voting that are expressly against the Constitution. Well, Republicans got tired of losing to him. So they passed a law, I think in Mississippi or Tennessee, that's saying Mark Ellis essentially cannot file that lawsuit on your behalf. And no one like Mark Ellis can do it. It's, it's up to the attorneys general because they know Republican-led states where they have uh, attorney generals who are Republican will not, will not file those lawsuits. So it is it is a direct hit against an individual being able to um, in, require the courts to enforce a constitutional right to vote. And so this, if, if that, that's going to get to the Supreme Court. And if that passes the Supreme Court, it just means that everybody was at voting issues. You're on, you're basically on your own. Because, and I've talked about this before, because Republicans as a as a party do not want people to vote. Like that has been true since America started. That has always been true. Originally, the only people that the constant that that the, the framers of this country said could vote were white male landowners. That was it. There was the only people that can vote because they felt they were the only people who had the intelligence and had a, had the, the, an interest and had stuff to lose was just white male landowners. And eventually that turned into white male citizens. And then eventually that turned into white people male and female, 
And eventually that turned into black people, right? And so it, it took, it was hard to get everyone the right to vote. And it didn't happen, you know, year one, year two, you know, year 100, you know, finally black people got the full rights to vote, to vote in, in 1965. <laughs> I was one years old. Like, think about that. Like, it, it's it's just crazy stuff. So it's not like we are generations from people not being able to vote, right? You're talking about my parents and grandparents. And so now you get, you know, to 2023, and we could skip all that because everything continued to happen that in states that are have a very large, the, the, high, the larger your Black population is in your state, the more rules there are against voting. And that is directly related. And so like here in California, we have a lot of black people here. In California, like Oregon and Washington and a couple other states, we send everybody a ballot, right? You get a ballot in the mail, it's easy to register. And your voting places are, everybody can vote by mail, A. And if you cannot, your, your voting polling places are close to you. They have enough ballots. Um, all these things are very easy. But the more you go to a state that has higher Black populations, and most Black people live in Southern states, right? So you go Texas, Louisiana, Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, the Carolinas, um, so forth. The, that's where most Black people in America live. Like 65% of Black people live in the Southern states, right? And wherever we are, that's where the most restrictions on voting um, law, that's where the most voting law restrictions are. And that's no coincidence. And so when you see some of the really bad laws and statistics that come out of, you know, Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, and these kind of places, and you see these really bad statistics around just everything you can imagine, uh, healthcare, life expectancy, uh, infant mortality, maternal mortality, uh, unemployment, you know, high jail population, all those things. It's where most black people live. It's because those black people are what we call disenfranchised from voting, meaning the white people who run those states, Republican, they're only run by Republicans because they made it that it is virtually impossible to unsee Republicans from those jobs. That's all it is. And that's why it was such a big deal last election that Georgia turned blue to Democratic senators, right? That was such a big deal because that's one of the, that's one of the, um, southern states where there's a lot of black people, but they didn't have a lot of power because they've made it so that you can't vote on college campuses. You can't you can't take bus loads of people to vote. You can't vote on Sunday anymore. You can't all these rules, it's because it's just how do you um preserve power? You preserve power by making it harder for people who will gain power to take that power from you. So you make it hard for them to vote. So so that law would be devastating to the rights of people to vote in the in this country because it doesn't just end there. See, I, I've said I've written about this. I said this before. Whatever happens to black people, women, you got next every single time. If something's gonna be bad to black people, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen to Latino, Hispanic people. It's gonna happen to Asian people. It's gonna happen to LGBTQI people. It's gonna happen to women. Right? We are always the first to get it, and it's gonna hit everybody else. And so. That's why there are laws already working their way through different states to outlaw interracial marriage. All those laws about abortion, right? All those laws about women in Florida, women being there, um, you can't get alimony for life. Like all those laws, they start coming after women. And so it's always in everyone's best interest when you see voting law things happen like that, to know that this is bad and that you should speak out about it, right? Whether you just email your congressperson or your senator or something, they need that ammunition, right, to push back on those things. So anyway, that was a long screed about voting rights and stuff, but I'll just leave it with this. If voting wasn't important, then why do Republicans push that you don't vote? And the reason they don't want you to vote is it takes their power away. And if you take their power away, we can help more people, right? So whether you help the elderly, 
children, you know, you preserve um, school lunches and meals and you preserve after school care and before school care. Um, all this road work you're seeing, you know, this infrastructure stuff, making these roads better and making them better for bikers and all this kind of, all this kind of crap, right? And it's not crap, it's all important. But the reason all that stuff happens is because people vote and Democrats do that to try to help people. And so and I've said this before, you don't have to love your political party. You just have to make sure you vote for a party that's trying to help the most people as opposed to vote for a party that's trying to harm the most people. That that's a very simple equation. So anyway, we went way from uh, international wars and Democratic Party all the way to voting. So um, <laughs> sometimes we go deep, though. A lot of shit is happening. A lot. We, I mean, we started this conversation out, or this part of this conversation, with the American war that's happening on a daily basis. This is this is stuff that people are trying to fight for here and their rights. Now, yes children are being murdered and civilians are being murdered and, and bombing. And it, it is the horror stories happen is happening there. And I support it. And I want it to stop. I also want that same passion and energy. That's, that's talking about a ceasefire to happen here. Like yes. I want that same passion of stopping shit here as well. Like bring it to, bring it to your home, right? It's yes. bring it home, fix your home before you think you can fix everything else. It's frustrating and it's sad yes. and it's it, it's a little overwhelming. And we sit here as we come to the end of our, our recording this week, you know, we come here going into, I call it colonization day tomorrow, right? You know, yes. really, it, it's giving you thanks wanna... for, yes. Yeah, we haven't really talked about that either, but we're sitting here thinking about what's coming up and Black Friday sales and mm. and you know, just the gluttony of, of of Americans in general. And I'm not, that's not just America. There's other countries mm-hmm, the same mm-hmm. way, but, you but know. It's a, but from Thanksgiving to Christmas is a time of excess, right? Excess. It is. It you're is. not wrong. And you're it trying is. to one up. I heard somebody say that a $4,000 bonus would be super helpful for their Christmas budget. And I thought to myself, <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know. I, I know families that struggle to put food on their table and have enough money after they pay all their bills to be able to buy extra food. Like right. I, to me, there's just something to be said about, yes, I'm thankful that I am in a safe place with, I can celebrate that with my family. I can laugh with my family. It doesn't make me forget that, we have a lot of work to do and it right. can't just, we can't just do the work for other countries. We have to look at where our, we have to clean up our own home first. Yeah. That, that That's, that's a great way of looking at it. That um, it's nice to be able to help people. And it's also nice to be able to take care of each other. Yes. Right. It's, it's just like we do at home. Like I, I want to make sure my family is, you know, um, healthy, has healthcare, it's fed, you know, and I want, you know, that I want that for my extended family. I want that for my, for my friends, and then you know you you branch out from there, and so yes, yeah, so, so you bring up a good point. I recognize that Thanksgiving is very harmful to yeah. Indigenous people. They hate yeah. it, absolutely hate, hate it. it, and I understand that. Yeah. Right, it is not a Thanksgiving uh, in that sense to them, right? It, which yeah. makes sense, right? It's stolen land and almost the white. They yes. had the pilgrims had a feast, but it didn't include the Indians. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was yes. about it was about annihilating and taking the land. They yes. were celebrating that. Yes, and so I right, and so I I like we were talking when we started this around my family here. I am giving thanks for my family, you know, being able to visit and you know um, um, us being happy and healthy and surviving you know different um, sicknesses and things like that. And, and that, that's what I'm thankful for. And um, I'm going to do that. And I recognize that and there's a reason why I think California and some other states, you know, look at the day as Indigenous Peoples Day. Like, let's yeah. remember, let's remember, right, um, the original peoples on whose land we occupy that it's not a time of thanks for us. It's, it's a time of remembering what they lost. And that's OK. Right. I Like, I, I don't step on on that for people because that's very real to them. It's very real. And I'm okay with acknowledging that. Wow. Well, and I hope that as, as your bestie, that I hope the day is fun and relaxing and 
that you're not a total glutton and um, that Ilion's first Thanksgiving with you is special. So hopefully you create the memories that are needed to carry this tradition on for you too. So I'm excited about that and hearing about that as we get closer, of course, to the wedding. But um, I'm glad we got an opportunity to record before Thanksgiving. We didn't let that get in the way of, of Indigenous People Day, sorry. Um, and as always, I appreciate our dialogue, our interaction, and reminding our listeners that listen, give us feedback. Like I said, tell me, am I missing out on those three shows? Like, let me yes. know. Class 07, Drops of God. And I forgot what the other one was, but you, if you're listening to the podcast, you could tell us. Reach out on our social media. Tell me yes. that. I need to get my head out of my ass. Yeah, rate us and share us and give us feedback. Tell us what you're watching and uh and uh, let's let's talk about it. See you all next week and happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate and, and, and honor it. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Peace out. Peace out. Love this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media. Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent.